triggered. Hello. It's Steph. And Lou. And for those who don't know us, we are cousins from the Bay Area. And welcome to Triggered. We're so excited that you're here. We have a couple of expectations before we get started. Um, not necessarily expectations for you, but um, what you can expect from us. All are welcome. Show up and be authentic and say whatever the fuck you want. That's my favorite one. <laughs> Very much. That's my favorite too. Um, today we have a fun episode for you. We're excited about this one. Um, it's hard for me, but we're excited. Yes, we're going to take ourselves back um, to who we are as our youngest self. So for our quote today... We started out uh, before we did this with yes. a nice younger self meditation. Yes. So if you have time or you've never meditated or you've mm-hmm. dabbled in meditation, I would encourage you to do a younger self one because it is very eye-opening Yeah, and it, uh, pretty healing too. It gives you like, I mean, you get stuck in these like weird trades of thought, Yeah, but like they're necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like our structure before we record an episode is... We'll sit and, like, converse about what we're going to talk about. And then we do a meditation, and then we film. Um, and a lot of times during a meditation, we come up with, like, better answers, better things, more healing questions or yeah. topics. It's kind of cool. We so. dig deeper. <laughs> yeah. Um, and today is definitely that episode where we're challenging ourselves to dig deeper. Yeah. Um, our quote for today is, No one else is supposed to understand your calling. It wasn't a conference call. Mm-hmm. I super resonate with that. Yeah. Um... I'm a black sheep, so. (laughs) I'm the wild card. I always do crazy things. Um, And I always feel a little bit misunderstood. um, And I'm sure you feel that too. So, yeah. It's because you don't seek the validation or approval from others. And so, yeah. Or opinions of of any sort. Yeah, or no opinions at all, which is Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. Um, The bad side of that (laughs) is that when I need advice, um, I used to not look for any and wouldn't accept opinions um so now when i do take opinions i just brush them off my shoulder or you know where to go to get your advice when you need certain things yeah if someone doesn't have the fruits of what they're talking about should i really be going to that person for advice i love that you know like even if someone's like made more money than me and gave me advice about it but are they self-employed and make more money than me or do they work for a corporation like it's, it has to align with who yeah, you are. Yeah, totally. And like align with my values of how you get that money. Yeah. Because um, anybody knows me, I'm super like anti-corporation. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm a hippie, whatever. But Word. you know, you know me. <laughs> um, we live in the forest. It's fine. Yeah. In the Bay Area. <laughs> oh, yeah, the forest? I don't know about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so today we're going to ask uh, some questions. And we're both going to give our perspectives and our answers. And I really think, um, as you're listening to this, maybe ask yourself these questions too. Because they're very healing. Um, When we first went over it, Lou was not about it. (laughs) I actually very much um, tried to get Steph to change the the two of the questions. (laughs) Because um, I've come to realize in the last... uh, I don't know, 45 minutes, (laughs) that um, I have a really hard time being vulnerable Mm -hmm. with people other than like surface level stuff. Yeah, she's a creature of habit, so she's really good at like 
repeating the same very convincing stories. Mm -hmm. But if you really know Lou, and she's repeated the same stories to you, you know that there's deeper things going on. Because if you're healed, you don't talk about the same thing over and over again. Right. So it's like, okay, so what are you hiding? Or only give, like, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. The same little bit. Like, the like the, like the little itch of trauma, but yeah. not, like, the whole potato. But not the whole picture of what it is. Yeah. So, it was fun. Yeah. So. <laughs> a nice little debate. Enjoy. If it feels uncomfortable, <laughs> that is an invitation too. for growth. Yes. And there's, like, the good uncomfortable that, like, I mean, it's it feels the same. Yeah. You're, you know? It does. Both. <laughs> uncomfortable yes. is uncomfortable. Right? Like, you get, like, you get, like, that stomach ache. Yeah. Um, but it's all about how you feel after. Yeah. The release. Yeah. Because every time I get to this kind of uncomfortable, I feel so much better after. Because you're growing. I deal with it because I'm growing. And that feels great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, do you want to just go ahead and first question? Let's dive in. All right. Um, I think you should answer first. Okay. Let's okay, do it. Okay, cool. Uh, what... One thing you've always wanted people to know about you. Um, oh yeah, this one. So this one, I fought a little bit. I was like, we shouldn't yeah. do that question. I don't even know. And it took like honestly, like at least a half an hour of talking. Yeah, I had to like really rephrase the question and to her. Some and like... meditation and yeah. some convincing by Steph. Um, I was like, Lou. <laughs> wow. Like, just be receptive. <laughs> oh, man. I was oh, I was not receptive at all to this because it made me uncomfortable. Um, but then I sat with that for a second and I reminded myself that when you're uncomfortable, like I just said, it's an invitation for growth. Mm-hmm. And when you feel triggered, um, it's just a way for you to explore, like, okay, what's really going on here? Yeah. So. Leveling up, baby. <gasps> leveling up. So. One thing that you've always wanted people to know I've about I've always you. wanted people to know about me is that I am really good at acting tough and strong and I put up like a really um, tough front, like an exterior mm-hmm. to everybody. Um, but I've come to realize not too long ago that it is a defense mechanism because I keep people at arm's length. Yes. I don't let people in. Yes. Um, which keeps me from being fully loved by people and accepted, mm-hmm. but it also uh, keeps me from being hurt. Yeah. I think you give them enough just so they yeah they don't ask questions. Yeah. Like when you give someone just the right amount of information, yeah. they won't dig any deeper because they think that's the deepest version of you. Or like you said, I've rehearsed yeah. What a good answer sounds like. Absolutely. And so it's enough for people that are concerned. Right, because they think, oh, well, she sounds like she has everything put together. Yeah. But if you've been through trauma yourself, you know if someone's rehearsing <laughs> it, doesn't get choked up during their trauma, then there's more to the story. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, I've, I've come to realize I am really good at rehearsing things, telling people what they want to hear when they ask questions about me. Mm-hmm. Um so again, they're not digging deeper, and then I'm not letting my walls down. I'm not letting right. them in, um, and then I don't get disappointed either, right? Right. Because if you don't have let people in, you don't expect things from them. Yes. And then the the disappointment won't come. Yeah. Everything's because, fine. Yeah, because everything's fine. Yeah. Um, I've also realized I tend to isolate myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I just did it this last weekend. <laughs> um, but when you I did it. Yeah, when I'm really going through stuff. 
instead of asking people for help, because so oftentimes I have been disappointed or let down. Yeah. Um, but instead of asking people for help or putting myself in those vulnerable situations, I'll just isolate and I'll go through it on my own when I really need community and people with me, but I don't necessarily know how to ask for that. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that is definitely something that I would want people to know. Um, and it's actually something I just came to terms <laughs> with. Um, <laughs> That's what you're telling yourself. Yeah. It's, it's kind of bizarre. I'm going to be like thinking about this. I know for like the next couple weeks, I'm sure I'll probably even journal about it and do some other things because, um, yeah. I honestly, like part of me knew, like I act tough and I'm strong in this, um, but that's not really like in alignment with the ways that I feel about myself. Because I feel like I'm very like loving and, you and are. that. But I don't necessarily let everybody see that. No, I don't think anybody's ever reached that level. Maybe me. Yeah. Um, but, even, but we're family. And even what did you say to me earlier? You don't think that... Um, that you've ever like let someone in yeah. to that level. Ever. Yeah. I don't think you've ever... I know you've loved people, but I don't think you've ever had I've like a people. soulful, fulfilling yeah. love that really, I don't know, that just was like all-consuming. Yeah. In a way, like, all-consuming in a way that it's not pulling you from yourself. Yeah. But it, but encouraging it reflects more. your entire life. Like, yeah. you become better in every single way because you're so in love with them mm-hmm. and you're so in love with yourself. Like, thinking about my best relationship is when, like, I was closest with my family. Mm-hmm. And it was the one person that, like, pushed me that to rekindle that, that relationship, yeah. which was very, it was during a very traumatic time. And that was, like, I was close to my family. I was working my hardest. Um, I had the best, like, view of my body, the best view of myself. Mm-hmm. Not to say I was a healed person, because I was codependent on that person for yeah. those things. But now knowing what that feels like when I look for the future relationship... I'm wholesome now, mm-hmm. so I know when I go through that, I'm going to come through it with the mindset of, like, well, I don't need this person to complete me, but I want that person's energy to, like, align with mine. Yeah. It's wild. <laughs> so, yeah. People That's awesome. No. I guess I've never really opened I my heart so. up to anybody. Ever. So that's something y'all should know. It's very vulnerable. <laughs> I know. It's it's really hard for me to, to say there. that. Um we have but, no idea who listens to these. No, so. no idea. <laughs> We're just putting it out there. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, realizing that is scary, but it also makes me excited and hopeful yeah. that now that I am aware of it, that I will start letting people in more, you know, let those walls down. Yeah. Because I already know what hurt feels like. Right. So I would love to experience what love feels like. Yeah. You know? Totally. Yeah. So that's what I want wow. people to know. Very good. Oh, thank uh, you. It was good for me. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, I'm so proud I of even you. made a face when she asked me it again on the recording because like, I just, oh my gosh, it's so hard for me. That's why I made her go first. <sighs> Sometimes you gotta take them out of the nest. I know. You just gotta be like, fly, baby, fly. Yeah. I mean, look at you. Flew, I did baby. it. You fucking did that. <laughs> I did that shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I'll ask myself. Um, I'll say same question to you. Yes. What's one thing you've always wanted people to know about you? Um, and it is that I do not hold grudges. Um, I, I have a tendency to ghost. 
Uh, we were talking about this earlier that I've only been broken up with once, but I'm usually the one to like ghost someone, just stop talking it. to them, mm-hmm. or end it. I'm really sudden. Like I'll just change my mind one day. And after that relationship, that essentially did the exact the same thing to me. That was like my big like self reflection moment where I was like, oh wow. This is what it feels like to be on the receiving end of that. That didn't feel nice. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And I've done that with friendships, um, even to like the recent years. And so I'm really trying harder now. Um, And I'm letting, I'm putting the ball in other people's court. But by taking space for myself, um, it's really helped me see like a clearer picture of who's just not in the same part of their healing process that I am. And learning to not ghost anymore um, and not put that out there anymore. I'm hoping I'm giving off the vibe now that I'm not resentful of you and I'm not holding a grudge of anything you've done to me, even to like family um, or relationships. Yeah. I just, I don't hold any grudges. Um, I'm a black sheep. Like, I do things on a whim a lot. I'm very spontaneous because um, I trust my intuition more than I trust anybody else's, which I think it should be. For sure. And so, because I. Ch- trust my life path and the choices I've made because they've only helped me heal and grow, I sometimes leave people behind. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to have those conversations. Like, you know what? Your energy's just not really vibing with mine right now. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's always intentional that you do it because you just don't, you don't seek other people's like validation. Mm -hmm. And so when you like live life that way, like you're just living for you. Yeah. And you're right. It can be very offensive. Yeah. When someone you're close to makes a huge decision without, like, at least acknowledging it to you. Yeah. And so or confiding in you a little bit, yeah. right? Because that's like, what... where's their headspace at? Yeah. And so now when I make those decisions, I will still confide in other people. I just take that as they need that from me, but I don't need it from them. And it doesn't actually influence my decision. For sure. Which, like, like when I bought a new car yeah. recently, um, I consulted multiple people. And everybody pretty much told me not to do it, but I know it was the right move for me, and so I did it. Well, and when I recently bought a car, I didn't consult with anybody. No. <laughs> and it, it feels really good. And I just told people after the fact. Exactly. Because that's all that matters. Yeah, because I made the decision for me. Because you knew the second that you did that, you needed to do it. Yeah. It was the right decision for you. Well, and everybody that I told was super supportive anyways yeah because I was so confident about it (laughs) right and the only people who might have not been for me or you are people who are irrelevant (laughs) yeah or they're saying behind our backs not to our face and that's fine with me I don't care yeah you don't have to tell me you can talk shit behind my back honestly like I don't go go for for it it. I really like talking shit behind my back does not affect me no so because I don't feel insecure about that because that's a reflection of your character and not mine yeah so yeah, and if people want to make me, like, the victim, or, I mean, the bad guy in their story, like... Go for it. Go for it. I'm totally yeah. fine playing the villain because I have peace. Yeah. Completely. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm healed. Yeah. So, yeah. That's that's me. I don't hold any grudges or resentment towards past not. trauma. It's very true. Um, and I hope anybody that is an ex-friend or maybe not as close friend or family member, whoever hears this, I hope they really hear those words from me. Yeah. That... I don't hold any grudges. I, I'm don't. just at the point where I just want to move forward with my life. Mm-hmm. And whoever's with me is with me. Whoever's not, it's not. <sighs> no offense, though. No offense. Yeah. yeah. It's just You're just living in, yeah. in your life. Me not hanging out with you doesn't mean that I don't like you or don't want part of life for you. Yeah. 
I'm just doing me. For sure. Love it. What was <laughs> your dream when you were a kid? Oh, man. And what stopped you? So, my dream as a child was to be a mom. I always had baby dolls, Barbie dolls. Um, I was always like the mom of my friend group. Um, even Steph jokingly calls yeah, me I mom. Say, I always call you mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because by, shit <laughs> by nature, I just, I love loving people and being there for them and supporting people. Um, and I think that's a big part of why I became a teacher. Yeah. Was because, not because, a big part of why I became a teacher is <laughs> because when I do have kids, I want to be able to have the same schedule as them. Yeah. I want to be able to never miss a sporting event of mm-hmm. theirs. I want to be at like their school assemblies because hopefully I'll be at the same school as them at some yeah. point, right? Um, and I just really want to be their champion. Yeah. Because growing up, all the people that really championed me were my coaches and my teachers. Yeah. And I mean, a small handful of my teachers. I can probably name three or four. Right. Um, but those are the people I remember who always just showed up for me. Yeah. And I want to create that for my for my children. Um, what has stopped me from from my dream of becoming a mother is my fear of the partner. Mm-hmm. I want to choose and I want to have a, a man and a partner who is loving and supportive and shows up for us. Yeah. And I've yet to find that. Um, I'm super hopeful at this point in my life that I will, but I've also kind of transitioned my mindset to a little bit. Uh, we were, we've always, I've always talked about this with you. I've always had a super huge cool. heart um, to foster mm-hmm. and for kids that aren't mine by birth. Yeah. Um, I feel like I have the capacity to love a child even if they're not mine like they are my own. I totally feel like... Yeah, You'd be like, like the best foster mom ever. I, I just feel like I could love the shit out of any kid that walked into my life um, and champion them and be there for them. And so my mindset has shifted a little bit, I would say probably over the last year, that I definitely could foster and be by myself if, if that yeah. was... You don't have to... If that was what happened. ...have a significant other to be a mom. No, yeah. And so it's like, that has been really cool to realize. Like, fostering's always been on my heart. And um, I actually had a girl I went to college with that she ended up fostering as a single woman. What? I didn't know this. Yes. I I don't even know if I ever told you this. Yeah, she fostered a little girl. She was getting a massage. Got a phone call that... um, Because she had put in the paperwork to be a foster parent just to see if she could on her own. She was getting a massage and they called her and said, we have a baby girl. She went down to the hospital, fostered her, and then ended up adopting her on her own. Oh my gosh. I know. Isn't that amazing? Oh, wait, was, she was like a baby baby? Yeah, she got her as a newborn. The day she was born. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That's like super rare. And yeah. That's how you know. They were just, they were so like meant. Fostered her. Line. Now this little girl is, gosh, I think she's like three years old. And you know, this girl 
has she's getting married soon has this guy but she has she created the life that she wanted and then now she has a partner that is like everything she could have ever hoped for in somebody right and so it's like it's made me um maybe redefine what it would look like for me to be a mom yeah and not put it in such like a box a box of like or a container of like this is what it has to be this is what it looks like um and so I think that my dreams from childhood are very much in reach of where I am at in life and that's exciting um I think you're on the path for it for sure yeah and it's just it's really um beautiful eye-opening I don't really quite know what word yeah would depict my feelings for it as accurately um but it's just really beautiful that it can happen in essentially whatever space I want to create it yeah Yeah, it doesn't take two to make a family yeah you can be all by yourself yeah and have community in that yeah yeah I love that like now traditional families look so different so different it's awesome I think it's so beautiful and I also agree that when you're in alignment with like your best self or your highest self you naturally go towards the direction of like your purpose Mm -hmm. and why you're here and when that happens so much abundance and attraction comes back to you so when you put out like you know what I'm gonna be a mom no matter what whether or not I'm a single mom or an adoptive mom or whatever then that abundance is coming back to you. For sure. Um, I literally was telling her earlier how I experienced this with tattooing mm-hmm. and how, like, every client I've had recently has just had, like, the best vibe and, like, these great views and, like, our conversations have been so good. And I'm bubbly, so mm-hmm. I usually can, like, have good conversations, but the energy but is they're just more in, like, alignment so with you. Like, their energy aligns yeah. with yours. Mm-hmm. And I've realized it's because I've really focused on just doing my best and like I got kind of like thrown in a shitty situation recently and had I had a shit attitude things probably wouldn't have worked out for me but like to a T everything has literally worked out yeah without me having to stress and you've learned how important it is to just be honest with people because when yeah. you're honest it invites that back yeah so yeah I super resonate with that and I think that's super dope that yeah she did that. Wow. Isn't that cool? I want to go Instagram stalker after this. I was going to say, I'll tell you more about her. She's like one of my favorite uh, people that I follow. I'm Shout sure. out Alyssa if you're listening. Hope you are. <laughs> you're my dream. You're famous. <laughs> um, so, same question to yes. you. So when I was a kid, I dreamed, um, well, I want to say of being a singer, but really just like being on stage. Yeah. I've always loved being on stage. Like, I feel my most comfortable self when I'm in, like, a room full of people. Total extrovert, like, energy. Um, And so, when I was, like, super little, I want to say I was in preschool, and we did a play, and whatever, I don't even remember what I did. I'm pretty sure I was just, like, singing really loud. So, of course, it was funny, because all these other kids are, like, lined up, like, being normal singing, and then there's (laughs) me, and it gets to my part, and I'm just, like, going wild, really, like, killing it up there, and instead of my family, like, praising me and being like, oh my god, we're so proud of you, it was like, they'd make fun of it, and so then people would come over, and they'd always show the video of me singing it, and, like, now I look back, and it's cute and funny. And instead of being a proud moment, though. Right, it was, like, shameful, Mm -hmm. and even though I, I know that wasn't their intention, that was how it made me feel. And being a kid, like, 
they would play it and I was crying and I'd scream and I'd get upset and then they'd call me bratty because I was crying and screaming but it's like dramatic yeah but it's like I'm a little kid and I like me being proud of that even if it wasn't like good at singing or whatever I was proud of it and like I needed someone to champion for me and so it like continued on where like I wanted to be a singer and I would like sing for my brothers and they would sit there and be like there's literally no hope you're the worst singer like you like literally like you are god awful you suck and those words like they never left me and so when I was in elementary school I stopped altogether wouldn't sing anymore wouldn't do theater my last play I think I was in like fifth grade and I was like I can't do this anymore and even in high school I took a theater class and completely like shut down while you were doing your activities yes, and things. because I just couldn't, like, there was just this doubt in my mind, like, I'm not good enough to do this. And now that I'm an adult, I picked up instruments again, which I haven't played in probably, like, 15 years. And so I started playing instruments again, and now I know almost fluently three instruments. Yeah. Because And it all came very naturally because, like, I really feel like my purpose is to align with music, whether or not it's for other people or just mm-hmm. for myself. It's part of who I am and what I value. Side note, I'm family with Stephanie, and I didn't even know until recently that she was, like, musically talented. (laughs) No one even knew. I mean, even with art. When I became a tattoo artist, everybody was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Because I always doubted myself. Like, I wasn't good enough to do these things and so I would never like I was never confident enough to showcase anything I did even when I made cakes for a short while which was like my best thing that was delicious they were really good so good (laughs) um the only thing my family really like championed me on was baking because it was something they liked (laughs) because they they liked treats they would get the fruits of it (laughs) and so it's like oh she's like really good at that yeah and so that was kind of like the natural direction I took And so, and even, like, in my career before, like, look at all the jobs I had. It was always in the food industry and around, like, cooking or baking or chocolates or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, now that I'm an adult, I don't hold, obviously, like I said earlier, I don't hold grudges. But it was a very limiting factor for me my entire life. Like, I'm not good enough. And now I have these clients who literally, like, praise me. And they'll come in here and be like, oh my god, I watched your video on this, this, and this. And it feels so good to be like, okay, so I had all that self-doubt for no reason. Like, I, when I was a little kid, I just needed to practice. Of course I wasn't good at singing. But it's crazy what, what resonates with you, right? Yeah. Because same thing. Like, I used to be in choir. I used to love singing. Yes. Like, we've sang together. Yes, we sure have. In the living room, like, some songs and stuff. And, and I don't good. have, like, a terrible voice. No, not at all. And, like... My people in my family, same thing, used to be like, you should never sing out loud. Literally. Like, I've actually never you... heard you sing until that day. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. And you've never heard me sing, because we've never... Yeah. We, and, like, we both have, like, okay voices. Like, we could actually yeah. sing a little bit. We can sing. Like, we actually sound pretty good together. Yeah. Which is just, like, it was such a beautiful moment, because it happened so naturally. But even, like, to yeah. this day, I've literally sung in front of, like, five people. Yeah. And what's funny is my, one of my brothers, who used to be a butthole, uh, he heard me sing for the first time when I first moved out here into my apartment. And I was living alone when I first moved here, um, before I had a roommate, and we were like drunk. <laughs> and he wanted me to play the ukulele for him, so I played a song for him and I sang it, 
And he's like, holy shit, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck, you're actually pretty good. And I was like, yeah, and then like blew it off. I was like, drunkenly. Stephanie doesn't take compliments very well. No, I'm working on it, but I don't. We're working on this. Everybody who knows me knows <laughs> that I deflect you really every compliment <laughs> possible. I'm really good at dishing them out. Yes. But I'm very bad at accepting them. But I'm working on it. She's getting is, better. Yeah. I'm proud of her. I like acknowledge it a little bit. Uh, I'm better acknowledging it about things that I agree with it. <laughs> like if like I really like a tattoo I did and someone's like, it's a dope tattoo. I'm like, right? Like I it's know. fucking cool. Yeah. But if it's a tattoo that like, eh, I'm like okay with, then it's like, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> like, Gosh, I don't know. Stop it. Like, how do I accept it? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's crazy that that all stopped me. And now I'm changing it because I got back into music. And I, it feels great. And even, like, my mom loves to hear me sing now. Um, my dad loves when I play him, like, any of my instruments because he thinks it's so cool that I, like, I know all these instruments. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, because it's not something a lot of people do because they choose not to. Mm -hmm. And, like, I, by no means am I professional, but it feels good. I sing for me. I got into this deep thought, just on this note, I got into this deep thought the other day in the car, and I really feel like what sets musicians aside, like, you know the ones that are just so talented and like you just hear their music and it just it every song you feel hits it and resonates yeah. and there's the ones where like they get like they're like hyphy stuff and like they're, they're mainstream they're popping Pop. mm -hmm. but then like it, they kind of die down and it's like the ones who are truly singing soulfully for themselves like adele who truly sings yeah. for like her pain to release it those are always the ones who really resonate and stick around. It's very true. And I feel like it's the same in everything we do in life. It is. Like, tattooing, me singing, whatever. Like, if I'm just doing it for me, it's gonna go as far as it possibly can go because I'm putting myself at the center of what I'm doing at all times. Mm -hmm. Super beautiful. That is. I like that. That was an, it was a weird-ass car. I was alone. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just like in this, like, Some of my best thinking is about myself. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I just need, like, the space. Yeah. To oh, be me. I love that. Yeah. Good thought. Everyone should think about that for a minute. I mean, seriously. Like, if you just put yourself in the middle of everything you're doing, what what would you do? Yeah. Who would you be? I love it. You know me. I think anything is possible. It's really I'm like, I could never tattoo. I'm like, yes, you could. Yeah, I know. So like, you want to tattoo my leg? <laughs> She's, like, blind. <laughs> Blindly encouraging, but it's really... I do. It's powerful. <laughs> Um, anybody can do anything. Um, the last one. If you could apologize to one person right now, who would it be? I would apologize to my first two classes of students. That was when you were at the old school, right? Yeah. Um, my first school that I was at. Um, my first initial thought was to apologize to myself um, for things. But when I really dig deep on that one, um, yeah, I just want to apologize to my first two classes of students that I had all like, gosh, like 58 of them, I think. Um, I know it's a lot. I was super young. I was like 22 when I started out with them. So it's fresh out of college. Fresh out of college in a new relationship. Um, I actually think I was in, I was dating a few, maybe two people when I started there. Yeah, you were dating around. Um, and you just had moved, right? Or was and, it right before you moved? And it was right before I moved. I was like alone for yeah. the first time, besides school. 
but like for the first time out of your parents that wasn't school related. Yeah, and so I was just alone, trying to learn who I was, um, stepping in to a relationship with um, someone that I had to bear a lot of the 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 work and the responsibility mm-hmm. um, financially and emotionally. Emotionally. Um, and so I was definitely not my best self. I was very unhealed. I was pretty angry. Yeah. Um, and those kids were like an underprivileged neighborhood. Yeah. A very like, har- it was a harder situation, more stressful to teach anyways, on top of yeah, all of your other stuff. Yeah, on top of all of my shit, right? Yeah. Um, but man, I've never experienced so much love before. And I wish that I was able to return it the way that they gave it to me. Yeah. Um, I wish that I could have been healed for them. Yeah. Um, so that I could have elevated them. Yeah. And brought them more into what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have a lot of regrets from my first few years of teaching. Just not being the person that you authentically are that yeah that I am and the quote that really sticks with me now when I'm teaching and I've had it on my desk since my I've actually I had it on my desk since I taught there um this says be who you needed when you were younger yeah. and it just really puts me into a different headspace yeah. and now that I I've gone through a lot in the last six years yeah, you have. <laughs> of teaching and life, mm-hmm. um, I'm able to show up more as myself. Yeah. And I, I really just want to apologize to those kids because I wish that I could have been more for them. Are they in high school now? Yeah. <laughs> they're little peanuts. I know. They're uh, sophomores and freshmen. At the end, wow. they're almost at the end of their sophomore year and freshman year in high school. And uh, I don't know if I've ever loved anybody as much as I love those kids, man. Yeah. They helped to heal me and show me what unconditional love looks like. I mean, these kids had nothing and would still bring me stuff. Yeah. And even if they couldn't bring me stuff, they'd they'd write me notes and they'd... Yeah. They they showed me so much love and grace. Um, I am forever thankful for those kids. They truly changed my life and... um, yeah, I'm sorry that I couldn't show up for them more. Can I give you, um, like, an outside perspective on it? Yeah. I really feel like you did a lot more for those kids than you give yourself credit for. <laughs> um, because, like, I know you. You are loud, and you are opinionated, and you, like, you're firm-footed. You, like, when you say something, you really mean it. But I also think you're the first person in their lives that's given them tough love. And tough love is a harder love to show, and it's a greater love to show, and it doesn't always feel good giving it, but in the long run, when you receive it, you know that it's more meaningful than just this, like, endless, like, oh my god, bubbles, giggles, butterflies. Like, that's not real love. Yeah. And I feel like you were the only, like, good example those kids probably have ever had. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. I love those kids so much. Yeah, I, I, I love really, all my kids so much. Oh. I really feel like you aligned with them when you did for a, a bigger purpose. Because even when I was, like, a kid, I remember those teachers. Like, the ones that were sassy like me, those are the ones I liked. 
those are the ones that like really like my one of my teachers miss bascom or uh, miss petty who's now miss yearby but like she was my sassy teacher yeah but like that was the teacher that i hella vibe with well, i can go back and forth with and kind of like it's really funny that you say that because I'm just gonna tell a real quick story. Yes, please do. Last year, I had a mom. Oh, boy. <laughs> from, so her daughter is now a freshman in high school, and I had her like four years ago when she was in fifth grade, and she was eating something like that her mom thought was gross. Of course. And she, the mom took a video of her, oh, and she says. Don't yuck my yum. <laughs> and her mom goes, Who taught you that? And she goes, My teacher. And she goes, What teacher? And she goes, My fifth grade teacher, Miss Parsons. Don't and yuck my yum. And said it with like the most confidence in the world. Like, that's what she told me. Like, if it's yummy to you, don't let somebody yuck it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, first of all, I don't even remember. <laughs> that sounds like something I would say. That completely sounds like something. Like, don't let anybody, like, tell you what to think or do. Like, you own yeah. it. Like, that sounds like me. Yeah. But just the fact that four years later, right, yeah. that helped her that to be resonated. confident. Mm -hmm. And, like, she was like, don't yuck my yum. Mm -hmm. Like, I like this. And it was just like, wow. Like, that confidence that you had. Yeah. Like, that was so Beautiful. cool. It was so cool to it's like watch. circle. Yeah, it was really cool to watch. And, um... Like you said, it made me have a little bit more grace with myself. Yeah, it feels good to, like, feel your effect on people. Yeah, it felt... I gave me, like, myself some grace, like, okay, you did do it. You, yeah. did, you did the work. You did the best that you could with what you had at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's cute. I know. It was so cute. I was going to ask you a question, but I forgot. Oh, I remember. Does it kill you a little bit inside that you can't fix their problems? Yes. That was, I would feel that way if I was a teacher. That was the hardest part for like, that's why I miss teaching older kids. Yeah. But that's also the part that I think was really draining too, was that like, I wanted to be everything for them. Like you have the mentality of like a foster mom. Yeah. I, so I, like, want, I want to give them a home. I want to give them a place to, to live. I want to love you. I want, I want to, you to feed you. I want you to take you home with me. I want to help solve your problems. I want to make you feel cared about. I want to make yeah. you feel loved. Right. Yeah. But so, yeah. When you look at your journey and you look at my journey, um, a lot of the things that we seek to help are things we didn't have. For sure. And look how great we turned out. Yeah. And look at how healed we are and beautiful and wonderful human beings that really put their like foot forward and act as examples. So. Thanks, you know, Steph. You're welcome. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Wow. We're so loving today. Uh, we're so we're so loving. I didn't see her for like four days. Yeah, we didn't see each other. It was like, like a little bit too long. She like hugged me earlier and I like cried. <laughs> there yeah. was tears in my eyes. There was tears in both of our eyes. It was a nice moment. <laughs> like, I'm not a crier. So if I'm crying, like, you know it's because I miss you. And I am a crier. I'm a, like, so. loving crier. Yeah. I don't cry when I'm mad. <laughs> or when I'm sad. I cry when I'm mad or I'm, like, really happy and that's it. When I'm sad, I'm like, eh. Oh, whatever. Eh, It'll go away. <laughs> that's you to a T. You to a T. Yes, it is. Uh, um, so to ask myself. I say, same question back to you. I can apologize Last one. to one person. I would apologize to, technically it was my second job, but it was my first like real job outside of like a family friend. And it was at Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory. And we had a very small team. And the owners, like it's it's a franchise, but it's like they're independently owned. And so to the owners, that was like their bread and their butter. 
And I think then I was seeking work opportunities that were a lot like the values that were in my home, but the values in my home weren't ones that really aligned with my personal values. Not to say that my parents' values are wrong. Yeah. They're just different than mine. And I'm okay with that, right? Because they're living their best life and I'm living my best life. And we can still like, you know, get along. And so even to work, um, that's something I've learned in the recent couple years that I have to work somewhere where my values align. And just like how we talked about earlier in my young self not being confident in things that I find one thing I like and I stick to it, of course I'm going to go to like food places to work. And the coworkers there got the worst version of me. I can like, there's things that I've said um, that I don't necessarily want to make public. Yeah. But there were things that would be said in my home or like types of jokes that were made that were very clearly not funny, especially in today's climate. And I consistently think about like the dumb shit I would say to like get people to laugh. Yeah. And it wasn't funny. And I think those were the first people to actually like be honest with me, like that's not funny. And I was super deflective to that. Like, no, like, fuck them, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We do what we know. But literally, it was... It was an unhealed version of me. It was a version of me that was a kid just moving out on their own and not understanding life and only understanding... you had to be a certain way. Yeah, to get people to like me. And the owners were super harsh, which is like, that's just their business style, right? Like, it's their bread and butter. And... I understand why they're a little harsher with like the generation of mine because they're I've worked with my generation a lot and I know there's a tendency for some laziness and so I could see why they act that way but the values of the owners didn't even align with my own and the climate they created in our store I mean literally I was their favorite like they wanted me to like buy it from them someday they liked that I was so mean but I realized that I had to be mean so they didn't have to be the bad guys I was mean so they could look like the good guys But all that did for me was set me back. And I made all these friendships. And even, like, to this day, like, one of my bestest friends from there, whom I went through, like, a lot of shit with for, like, four or five years, has me blocked on everything. Like, out of the blue, blocked me on everything. And, like, we've worked together on multiple, like, different jobs. And I don't know why. Because when I had healed from it and moved on from everything, then she did it. And I was just like, okay. But, like, I remember then apologizing yeah. time after time again and being like, I'm sorry, I'll change, I'm sorry, I'll change. It's like, I was the toxic person. I fucked up all of them. Not to say they didn't have their own issues or do things that were absolutely wrong as well. But I was toxic. And so I would have left me as a friend, too. Which we've all been toxic. Yeah. So if you think you haven't, you, ha- you need to yeah. look a little deeper within yourself. For we've real. all been the toxic person yeah. in a relationship or friendship. It's true. It's really, it's a hard thing to admit, especially because, like, the jokes and the shit I would say, it just, uh, I was so unloyal and dishonest. But that was also the way that, like, acceptance was kind of earned in your household. Completely. And so that's, I mean, you do what you know. That's what you learned. That's how you learned how people accept you. That's so true. And then you were in a new environment. Yeah, that's so true. And you were like, oh, those... Those same things don't work here. No. Yeah. They really don't. And so, you know, I'm sorry to them that I acted the way that I acted and I was the way that I was because 
I'm sure, actually one of them, um, I had a college class with, and we would joke around and call it like, our class together. Like, I thought everything was cool, because I hadn't worked with him in a couple years. Mm-hmm. And he even told me, because um, I messaged him, like, asked him if he wanted to, like, hang out one day. And he was like, honestly, like, I can't get over the way you treated me at Rocky Mountain, so, like, I, I don't want to be friends with you. Mm-hmm. Like, we have class together and we can be cool, but I don't want to be your friend. Yeah. And that hurt. It hurt. It's a message I kept in my phone until literally like a week ago. Yeah, a week ago, I deleted all my messages. If you've never done it, it's very freeing. It's um, super empowering. Yeah, and all these messages. This is from 2015, <laughs> 2016, maybe like five, six years ago. A long time. And those values I had at Rocky Mountain carried me to when I worked at the restaurants. And then when I went to Starbucks, and at Starbucks, I mean, my, I'm sure some of my coworkers from then um, are listening. And even at Starbucks, not until I got to my last store did I really feel like I aligned with my core values, because I was just doing what corporate wanted me to do, which was, I mean, it worked, right? I moved up in the company within like a year, yeah, which is very fast, but. I didn't do it the right way for my soul. No, I was doing it because they saw like my work ethic, and so it was just like bend and break and throw her here and throw her there, and that wasn't good for me. That wasn't good for my family or my relationships. Well, and you were doing things that were seeking other people's approval, which totally is not in alignment with who you are at all. Because you don't—that's not me. You don't search or look for for outside validation. That's why tattooing, when I first started, it was very hard for me. When you're first starting, right? So, like, no one's work is going to be great when they first start. That's just (laughs) part of, like, taking on something new. But when I first started... I have some original art pieces on She does. I love them. She really does. I love them. (laughs) You like that from my, like, OG gun and everything. I love it. Um, But, like, from the early days, it was really hard to not beat myself up. Because... You're not seeking validation from a boss now. It's learning to not seek validation from a client when at the end of the day, I want them to be happy with their tattoo. So whenever I take on tattoos now and like my tattoo work is really, even in the last couple months, it's just like grown tremendously kind of out of nowhere. Really evolved. Yeah. And I I think it's because I'm finally learning to trust my intuition with Uh that. Like I'm reading the room better. I'm really like trusting my gut I'm like you know what even though they want this maybe we should move it here mm-hmm. and just like just oh maybe just see what it looks like in this spot instead well that's artistic freedom right <laughs> and nine out of ten times they agree with me yeah but I think other people they come in either completely trusting their artist or not trusting them at all mm-hmm. and I think you should have a little bit of both when you go do something permanent for sure ask my opinion right get like some sense from me but don't just fully let me go willy-nilly. It's not all or nothing. It's not, right? Because my vision for something on you might not be the same as yours. And at the end of the day, a good tattoo is when the artist and the client are aligned. That's when it's the best tattoo. And my best work recently has all been that. Like, we yeah. both saw the vision and we brought it to life together. And it feels so good to do that with them. And isn't that true, too, in, like, every relationship that we have? Yes. Like, the more in alignment that you are with each other, the more fruitful it is, the more that you both are, you know, friendship, relationships, I'm talking about all of it, not just romantic, 
Yeah. Um, but the more in alignment you are and on the same page, the better the outcome always is. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's crazy to, like, reflect back. Because yeah. even recently, I've been kind of hard on myself for, like, past shit I've done. Yeah. And I've realized, like, if everybody would just, like, write down all the worst shit they did and pass it around a room, I feel like we'd all feel a lot better. For sure. About the bad shit we've done. Yeah, and you you would learn to have some grace for yourself. Yeah. Because you're not the only person that feels that no. way. No. <laughs> well, I, I really don't like cancel culture and how things are right now. And it's like, all these YouTubers, they'll say something that I, I agree is not funny. Because it's either like racist, homophobic, sexist, whatever. But they said that 10 years ago. Yeah. In a completely different climate. And now we're making them pay for it now when they don't have those views yeah. anymore because they're evolved and they're different it's like or even like kevin hart's tweets yes. that he had made you know 10 years ago yeah and jokes and then they brought it up when he was gonna host whatever award yeah. show that was and they totally like blackballed him totally and took him off the stuff because like something old because we leave unfortunately in today's day and age we leave digital footprints yeah and so you know, people are able to go back and dig and yeah. take things out of context. But yeah, cancel culture should I'm not super be... not about cancel culture. I completely agree with that. So just, you know, for reference, for anybody listening, like, show yourself some grace. It do, if someone has a history of doing those things, like, they consistently make racist remarks for 10 years ongoing, <laughs> that's different. Yeah. But if someone makes, like, one mistake or they fuck up in some way... Just have some grace for them, but have some grace for yourself, too. Because everybody has shit that they don't talk about or want to acknowledge. And literally, I have yet to meet a perfect human being. Probably won't meet one. We have all fucked up. We have all made mistakes. And so I wish that when we entered into relationships with others, that we had that more viewpoint more often. Yeah. Of instead of being so judgmental or harsh, being like, hey... I've done shit too. I've been the toxic person too. Like, how can we move forward? Right. What was that quote I told you? It was like, the beauty's in the struggle. I think it's like, the beauty's in the struggle. Yeah. But not in the reward. Yep. Or, I don't know, something of that matter. It was from a song you were listening to. Yes. You're right. It was the J. Cole song. Yes. It was from a J. Cole song. The beauty. I have it Stephanie said, normally, she does not listen to lyrics which I thought was bizarre because when I listen to music I only like songs that I that resonate with me the lyrics of it and Stephanie's more of like the vibe of how the music feels and she listens to it and so it was funny when she said that because I was like wait you don't do that (laughs) and so but the quote was really powerful I'm looking at the song right now (laughs) really powerful it was a good one um, it's the song Love Yours by J. Cole. I just have to find the quote. So good. This has a lot of inappropriate language. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trying to go through. I'm like, wow. But as she's trying to do that, remember the questions that you're thinking about yes. for yourself, too. Do you want to reread them? Are. Here. Please hold. My face ID is not working. Because I don't have her face. I wish you could put two faces. Everybody wishes. So, what's one thing that you've always wanted people to know about you? And we also would love to hear from you guys. So, if you want to email us or message us on our Instagram, we would love to hear your answers. You could keep it anonymous, say your name, whatever you feel comfortable with. 
Um, so what's one thing you've always wanted people to know about you? What was your dream when you were a kid and what stopped you? And if you could apologize to one person right now, who would it be? I love that. The quote is, there's beauty in the struggle, not in the success. Oh, yeah. And I'm just going to leave it on that note. Yeah. Um, just moving forward. Mm-hmm. The beauty's in the struggle, not the success. Yeah. How do you feel? Oh, I feel good. I feel... You feel free? I do. I feel like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders almost because I didn't realize it was there. Wow. That hit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that, that I, I had that. And so, yeah. yeah, now that I talked about it and I named it, um, I feel empowered that I, I'm going to change it now. Yeah, because you're putting it out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put it out into the universe and now. It's going to something better is going to come back. Exactly. Um, but yeah, super freeing. How do you cool. feel? Cool. Really good. I feel, yeah. I mean, I like talking, so I feel like talking in front of people is pretty easy for me. Um, but even starting to do these, it was just very like, learning my tone, learning my stage voice. Um, I've even, like, critiqued myself, so... In, like, positive ways. For Just, sure. like, you know, like, really, like, getting out my message more clearly. And today's the first episode. One, three's my lucky number, so, like, that already feels yeah. good. But two, I feel very free today, and I yeah. feel like we were able to get um, a lot out there yeah. that the universe needs to do. And get more to, like, the heart of who we are. Yeah. So that moving forward, too, we can keep it more real. Right, and, like, cut the the filter that we put on for the world. Cut the bullshit. Cut the bullshit. That's better. Yeah. I'm cool. into that. Well, thank you for listening. We're so happy you guys joined us. Yes. We appreciate you being here with us. Yes. Like yeah. we said, email us, please. Yeah, email us. Reach really out to people. us. We want feedback, answers. Um, I'm going to shout out Celia and my friend Erin because they both be like hyping us up like the shit out of us every episode and anytime I have like a doubting moment those two have really come through so thank you for listening every time and sending me your feedback because yeah we appreciate all of it what would I do without it and we appreciate you here and uh, this community that we're building we're really excited we're super excited we need a name for our community yeah (laughs) we'll find it one day yeah (laughs) cool well thank you guys for joining us yes happy trigger Thursday go out and be beautiful Thank you.